This week on MXPB, Wonderlands. Wonderlands no more. Plus, Perfect Dark and Free Fall Guys. Don't go away, MXPB starts now. Hello and welcome to the Morning XP Boost, where your hosts Tox and Glitch, and we're here to give you the experience points you need to level up and get through your week. Glitch, what's going on? Ayo! Oh, you know, another day in paradise. How about you? Yeah, yeah. Same. I'm same, not, same, same. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> in a pair of dice, just to be uh, clear. Mm. Okay, I yep. get what you are putting down. And I'm picking it up, and I'm ready to run with it. Uh, How about roll it? Get snake eyes. But you're not dice. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I prefer to use a dice tower instead of rolling, personally. Uh-huh. But that's just okay. me. Okay. I yep. prefer to use a Rube Goldberg machine of my own design. Oh, have you? Do you, <laughs> have you ever made a Rube Goldberg <laughs> machine? Actually, yeah, I have. I have actually. Have you? No, but I just saw a really cool one uh, on Instagram. It was like, yeah, very complicated. And you had a bouncy ball. It was bouncing all over the place and triggering stuff. It was very good. The more complicated, the better. Yeah. And it doesn't do anything. It just puts the ball into a cup. That's the Mm -hmm. beauty of it. Simple tasks made so much more fun by overcomplicating them. Just like our podcast, <laughs> the <laughs> Rube right. Goldberg machine of video game news and That's entertainment. Right. <laughs> well, the, what have you been playing? Uh, yeah, well, I uh, branched out a little bit as I'm sort of between games. I was thinking about Game Pass and I'm like, man, Game Pass is so good. But I'm like, I also have access to PlayStation streaming games. So maybe I'll try some of those. Uh, I tried two games that I really liked. I don't know if I'll keep playing them, but it was fun to play them for a few hours. Uh, Dragon Warrior 3 and Chicken Police. Chicken Police. Chicken um, Police. I need, I need more, please. What is this Chicken Police you speak of? Yeah, Chicken Police is uh, it's a game in like a film noir style like you know those kind of detective movies black and white uh very you know a character constantly doing a monologue using colorful uh adjectives and metaphors to describe his surroundings and uh you're basically so it's like that you play as the detective the detective is a chicken your partner is a chicken a rooster i guess and you live in like this animal town. It's kind of like Zootopia. If Zootopia were like black and white and a lot darker. And it's even though it's got that sort of overarching like noir feel, it is also very funny. It's like a parody of all that stuff. I actually I remember you you sent that you were playing this to me. And I think like I sent something back to you. and I was like, you've gone too far. <laughs> gone too far this is perfect this is right up my alley it's funny it's a parody i love i love that i love how cheesy that style is it really appeals yeah. to me i like cheesy stuff and it's really fun and it's kind of the gameplay is kind of like um simple you know it's it's like one of these styles where you're in a room and then you can sort of move your cursor over different things in the room and oh. examine them and get clues and you got a notebook your clues go in the notebook when you meet new people you know notes about them go into the notebook so you can consult your notebook and uh you know look at stuff around the room some of it's relevant some of it is just you know add additional color um and then you go to different places on the map to progress the story it's uh it's pretty good there's lots of good dialogue the the voice acting is phenomenal it definitely feels like uh yeah you're definitely in that world i love it this sounds like a really good game to like break up more serious games. Like I know yeah. you played um, Horizon Zero Dawn, games yeah. like Spider Man. They all have like they can get pretty deep. So yeah, yeah, this, yeah, this sounds like a really good way to break that up. Yeah, man. And I also played another kind of funny game, Demon Warrior Three. Are you are okay. you familiar with that one? That series? No, at all? actually. 
No. Okay. I, I wasn't either, so I picked it up, and it's basically, uh, I guess, you play as a person with, I don't know, I guess you have, like, some sort of magical abilities, like a few, like, magical abilities, but mostly you're just, like, a gunsmith-type uh, hero, and you've got a katana, and you kind of cut up demons. The demons are invading the world. This is the third in the series. I have no idea what happened to the other ones, but in this one, there's like a big dragon that pretty much destroyed the world. And you're, uh, and you know, like you lost to this dragon. And the character, main character, is kind of like in a funk, trying to get his mojo back. But you know, he's very salty. He's very funny. He's very sarcastic. Um, so it's another kind of almost parody of this fantasy genre. Um, with demons and lots of gore and uh, cool finishers, it's pretty fun. Hmm. It's like uh, it's, it's a first person first person game, first person shooter slash katana. Er, it's good. Re- first person with a katana. Yeah, I mean it's not very complicated. Huh. You just kind of slash, okay. and it'll do a few different preset slash animations, and then you have different guns that you get, different weapons, mostly guns. Uh, you kind of have like. A small amount of maximum ammo. It's it's kind of interesting because like you have your health and that's like you know a hundred whatever units of health and uh, you have your guns, whatever guns you've collected so far, and they have a maximum ammo which is not a ton, like a few rounds per gun basically, uh, and and that's it. Like you can reload a few times per for each gun, but uh, you don't get like hundreds and hundreds of bullets. So you kind of and the, and so like the encounters, you'll kind of like, you know, do some first person action kind of running, platforming, whatever for, to get to a place. And then uh, enemies will spawn and you have to defeat the enemies in order to move on to the next uh, spot. And you have to sort of conserve your ammo or at least use it wisely um, because you only have so much and uh, use your melee attacks um, in concert with your guns to. Uh, take everyone down and not not run out of ammo and be left with just a katana trying to take out like a flying type enemy, which is it's kind of tricky. It's gonna be kind of tricky. So you said there's finishing moves, right? Um, does it yeah. switch to like third person for those finishers, or are you still in first Ooh. person for that? You first person, and you like you get uh, I forget what it's called, some kind of energy, and when you build up that energy, you can do a finishing move. It's a little bit clunky because it's like you have to click or, you know, do both of the uh, shoulder buttons at the same time. But each one of the shoulder buttons also, like, does something else. So it's like, if you don't, if you're not facing the exact right angle next to the person, then it's like, you're trying to do the finisher and nothing's happening and then you die. But when it works, it's pretty cool. It's like a little preset animation and they're pretty gory. Like, you'll take a demon's head and just kind of, like, rip it off and then crush it. Uh, usually you'll get something like you rip out a demon's heart or something or like take off a piece of their face and then you can throw it and it's like an ice bomb and then everything around it like freezes or if it's like a machine type demon you take out something and it's like a cannon so it kind of gives you like an extra attack ability for a short amount of time and increases your health which is the most important part for me like doubles your health so you have like 200 health instead of 100. Nice. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's pretty cool. So you're able to like regain some of your health and stuff too then. Yeah. And then it's like after each round, you're basically fully healed and your ammo is back up to maximum. And then you kind of start oh. the next round, or at least there's enough stuff on the ground to get you back to that state. And then you kind of go, you start the next encounter. Did you say Demon Warrior is currently on PlayStation Plus? Uh, PlayStation is Now that? is PlayStation a, Now okay. a streaming downloadable on <laughs> PS Now. It will be PlayStation Plus. Give it time. <laughs> it will be whatever Premiere <laughs> whatever, or yeah, Elite. Yeah, whatever they end up calling it. Oh my gosh, Extra and Premiere. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about in that in the news. But what about yeah. you? What are you playing? Um, so I went back and uh, I decided there was there was some more, a little bit more of content that was added to the DLC in tiny tina's wonderlands um but before i talk about wonderlands i do want to talk a little bit about fortnite first so i went back and i've been playing fortnite um i have been playing fortnite about every two weeks or so i've given myself a little bit of a break the game has become really really sweaty um 
I mean, even just playing in very casual lobbies with my with my wife, yeah, um, it can get pretty nasty in there. And I mean, the the group is kind of toxic that we're that like the the server that we're on, yeah. So we're limiting ourselves to like every two weeks playing that game. Um, we are coming up to the close of this particular season of Fortnite. There is going to be a massive event, uh, which is really exciting. There's a lot of stuff happening with the IO and the Seven. If you don't know what that is, maybe eventually we'll do a little Fortnite storyline breakdown or something at some point. That would be cool. Um, yeah, that would be. Um, but if you don't know who the IO and the uh, the Seven are, then there's a lot we need to catch you up on. But they're about to, this whole season. They've kind of been all out. Uh, it's been all out war between the two, and uh, we're gonna see we're gonna see who comes out on top here at the very end. I think the season closes on June third. The event will probably be on a Sunday coming up here soon. So if you have challenges left over or you haven't finished the battle pass, I would strongly encourage that you get in there because it's only going to get sweatier uh, towards the end here. So get in there and finish them up. Yeah. Can you still sprint? Yeah, you can still sprint. They actually made no build mode a permanent resident on uh, Fortnite's game modes. So I've I've been playing that and loving it. Like, Ah. I think... Honestly, if I was to go back to build mode, I would have to probably practice for a while before doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't played build mode it, at all this season, actually. So it's been really fun. <laughs> because cool. build mode was disabled at the very start for, I want to say, three or four weeks. Right. And then uh, they brought it back, and I just, I never went back to that game mode. I've, I've been enjoying the no build. It's been so much fun. Um, it's not just the sprinting. You can also, there's vaulting. So your character can grab ledges and pull themselves up. That's not something you could do before. So it's added a whole different, um, kind of feeling to the game. It's a lot of fun. That's interesting. You can kind of like yeah. climb over small obstacles, huh? Yeah. Or like jump up. Like, let's say you're falling. You could grab a ledge and like pull yourself up on it to negate fall damage. It's all kinds of crazy stuff I've seen people doing with it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I That reminds me, I did also try another game you might be oh. familiar with. What'd you try? Uh, well, uh-oh. What's it called? <laughs> uh, Nathan Drake is the main character. Oh, Uncharted. Which Uncharted one did you play? 4. Thief's End. Uncharted 4. You went straight to the end, huh? Well, that's the one that was on PS Plus a while ago, so okay. I just yeah. went there. Okay. Uh, uh, cool. I would ask I've you... climbed on a bunch I'd of stuff. I'd ask you how it is, but I haven't played it yet. So. <gasps> Interesting. Yeah. That's okay. on the list. Is, yeah. is it graphically pretty? That's maybe all I want to know. It's good. It's not like uh, mm, as nice as like Horizon, I would say. Okay. Okay. But it's older it... Gets the job done. The scenery is probably the best part. The characters are a little uh, waxy looking, but it doesn't okay. detract from the experience at all. And it's cool. I mean, I've never played an Uncharted game. Everyone tells me that they're awesome. So I was excited to try it and get... I can see how a lot of games borrow for, or, you know, you also use that same sort of style where you've got, like, uh, some freedom within your environment, but then you've also got, like, pretty interesting, like, complex moves, like when you're fist fighting... Uh, you know, you're pressing one button, but the character will do different moves depending on what's going on. Um, yep. That's kind of cool. And then like different environmental, lots of interaction with the environment. Like I think it opens with like a boat chase. And so you're like ramming boats and shooting people. And it's just, <laughs> I don't know, it's pretty cool. Did you, have you played uh, any of the Tomb Raider games? No, I have one of them. Okay. Uh, that was an, I, yeah, I was cycling through my library and it was just like, which one should I pick? And Uncharted one. I love that they're they're very they're two very very similar titles. Um, and I love like the the break from it's not always just shooting and killing. There's also like a story and a um like a puzzle aspect too. Like you have to solve yeah. puzzles in order to progress through certain areas on the maps. I think that's a lot of fun. Sometimes a door is not a door. Yeah, I I kind of failed my first puzzle. <laughs> I was like, I could understand what was going on, but I couldn't understand what they what they needed me to do. <laughs> what are you asking uh, of me? <laughs> yeah, 
but and it's just like oh maybe i should check that letter and i'm like yeah i know the letter the symbols they mean stuff that's on the wall but like what about what so what uh yeah anyways are please you, continue are you, with uh, are you, with your plane are you ready for the rage moment here we're gonna uh, i think right. we might, glitch might rage just a little here let me just buckle so, in buckle <laughs> buckle yeah. up it's about to get bumpy all right, all right so uh you can see I put the notes. Wonderlands, Wonderlands, Wonderlands. S-M-H. Uh, Tux. So a lot of people in the Borderlands community that have played Wonderlands, big fans of on initial launch. A lot of fun. Fresh new take on the Borderlands series. Uh, but we are now in the post-game. And something the Borderlands has always prided itself on is DLC and post-game activities. So something like Borderlands 3, Borderlands 2... Borderlands 2, you know, uh, that is like the quintessential Borderlands game to play. If you haven't played 1, if you haven't played 3, go play 2. It's fine. You'll, you'll figure it out, the story-wise. Um, tons of DLC, tons of stuff to do, tons of loot to grind for, and just a lot of fun. Like, the Borderlands 2 community is still very active, and I don't even remember when that game came out, but it's been a while. Uh, Borderlands 3, same way. Very active uh, community. They actually added this mode um, where there's a storm. Maybe that sounds familiar. Hmm. <laughs> uh, there's never, different. Yeah. I've never heard of a shooter that has a storm you have to run from. I don't know. Still co op. So that's something to me that like Borderlands does really well. And that's, that's what it is. It's a co op game. You can jump in with your friends, have a really good time, and cut up. Yeah. Um, like they have this storm mode where you're engaged against all these different characters and you're killing them and you're taking their awesome loot wonderlands uh we got a dlc pack where you're basically it's kind of like a roguelike you you play through four um four uh what would you call them stages yeah thank you there's yeah. four stages you you go and interact with this mirror and you play through four stages. Uh, the first three stages, you have to complete some tasks to move on and get the portal to open to proceed to the next stage. On the third stage, um, you, when you go through the portal that time, it takes you to fourth and final, and that's where you face this land shark boss dude. Oh, uh, yeah. So for four weeks, he's been getting harder and harder. Week one, he had like a base stage. He was just land shark. Week two, he was like a shark with some headgear and some sharky friends. And I think maybe he started spawning water spouts at that point. Um, week three got more difficult. Week four, he got more difficult. And that's where we're at now. Now, over all the course of these four weeks, we've been battling this, this shark monster. And his loot hasn't changed. It's been the same loot from week one. Yeah. Uh, so that seems that seems a little strange to me. Um, yeah, what, what's your incentive to fight this harder and harder monster with, <laughs> when you get the same loot? Exactly. And then you collect, while you're in this one particular mode of game, while you're in this mirror, you collect souls from the enemies that you slay. And uh, you use those souls later in uh, what they like to call the Wheel of Fate. So once you've killed the final boss, you get to come back to the area where um, where you can access the mirror, and there's this wheel of fate. So you pay up. Now, you don't get many of these souls, mind you. You get maybe 100. Maybe two, 200 seems a lot. Maybe 100. All right? It's 25 per pull on this wheel. Now, Tox, do you think this wheel gives you really great loot, right? Like, like yeah. loot you can't It must loot be good. You, can't you went through all those stages. Else. You beat the boss. Right. And you can't die. Please keep that in mind. Right, right. You, cannot you can't die. die, start all over, you don't get to the Wheel of Fate at all. So if you get there four tries, you should get something pretty groovy. Yep, and you can get blue and purple loot, which is some of the lower tier loot. Um, and it, a lot of times it's stuff you may already have. So, uh, the, needless to say, the, the Borderlands, Wonderlands community is pretty upset about this. It gives you one item. Yeah. So you get four pulls, basically, each time you go through. So that's four items. And there is no guarantee that those items are good. So yeah. um, we have another mode 
This is this is that post gameplay again. It's called the Chaos Chamber. That was that was there at launch. Uh, you can go through the Chaos Chamber and probably get you, you collect diamonds through the Chaos Chamber, and you could probably get I want to say comparatively, uh, it would be like ten pools, but each pool gives you like six pieces of gear, and some of that gear is absolutely incredible. That's what you're they're there you're there for. Yeah, yeah. Um so this new the DLC seems like a massive back like step back from what the game already is. Uh yeah, it's weird. confused a lot of people. Yeah. So nobody really understands why would you do this thing that is worse than what we already have. Um a lot of the people in the community have actually deleted the game and they're going back to Borderlands 3. So uh I want to say they've lost 25% that number might not be correct, so don't quote me. Yeah. But I, re- I remember seeing, I think it was on Twitter, I uh, know it was on Twitter, that somebody had figured out that they had lost like 25% of their post-game players. Oh, it's on Twitter. It's got to be true. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. So stinks, though. It sounds like there's a, a bit of a rebellion going on. Like, this is not yeah. good. And a lot of the streamers, a lot of the YouTubers that stream borderlands content you know they've been hungry for a little while for new stuff and it's been very disappointing and upsetting for them a lot of them have made statements on youtube about how they feel about the game how they feel the developers aren't listening and you know me myself i spent a hundred dollars on this game yeah because i got the like the high-end package that gives you the the, lux ultra package yeah yeah i think we talked about it it gives you all the DLC. It gave you some bonus content, all kinds of stuff. And I can tell you right now, this game is not producing a hundred dollars worth of content. Nowhere near. Yeah. Um, at launch, maybe $40. Uh, and it, it was a launch title. It was a $60 launch title. They shouldn't have launched it even at 60. It should have been a $40 game. Whoa. Those are <laughs> yeah, strong <I> <laughs> words. A $40 game. That's like, that's right. At launch. That's like a Switch Sports is a $40 game. There you go. That's what Ooh. they should have done. Because it wasn't, it, it's not where it needs to be. It's it's too short. It Yeah. it's You can beat it in several hours. So. I'm going to have to turn on the AC after that burn. <laughs> Dang. Well, does that... Hot uh, take. Should, it's a hot take right there. It, it was. <laughs> um, that's, that stinks. Yeah. My rage is done, though. Should we should we talk to somebody who's always calm, cool, and collected, and maybe they can carry us to the next uh, portion of our... Okay. Yeah. Let's do the news. Let's do the news. So, uh, yeah, Wonderlands aside, a um, <laughs> few things, uh, you know... We can we can ping pong. We can play this any number of ways. I threw I threw in a bunch of little things. Uh, one of my favorite is regarding Xenoblade Chronicles Three, which uh, we got a small preview for in one of the previous Nintendo Directs uh, last few months, and that's super awesome. I love Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> I got the second one. I need to play it, but played the definitive edition for the first one. And the additional content, the future, past, whatever is whatever is called, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was good though. And uh, now we know a little bit more about the Napon characters in Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Ooh, uh, Napon are kind of like the cutesy characters. They're like <laughs> sort of short, f- like round, fluffy uh, fluff balls, basically. And um, they kind of come off as like. I don't know. They have a limited vocabulary. Bumbling. They're kind of silly. Yeah, yeah. Bumbling. I'll tell you what, Bubbly, though. Yeah. Ricky, Ricky might be cute, but Ricky tear you up. <laughs> Ricky's a Ricky. freaking tank. Ricky. Yeah. And he's he's like he's like uh, like awkwardly wise sometimes yeah. in Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah. He's like very empathetic, very wise. And he's the father of like ten little Napons. So like, was it just ten? <laughs> I mean, he's got a litter, so <laughs> yeah, he does at least one. And so it's like you know, Ricky. So anyway, there's more Ricky-like characters coming back. Um, they are called Riku, who is a mechanic, okay. and uh, Manuna, Manana, Manana, like banana. Manana, Manana is a chef. Manana, 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 Manana is a chef. <laughs> Riku is a mechanic. Right. Um, 
and it's kind of interesting. They're going to be playable like in your party, like Ricky was, but they're going to be like one character that you control together rather than two separate characters. So they'll probably work, you know, in tandem, have some like, uh, you know, some cool moves they can do uh, with the two of them. And uh, maybe since, you know, Riku crafts things and Manana cooks things, um, <laughs> thinking maybe there might be some like cooking and crafting in Xenoblade Chronicles 3 as well. Oh, um, that would be awesome. So that'll be interesting because every game needs to have cooking and crafting, apparently. So there you go. <laughs> Especially if it's on the Switch. Yeah. So, yeah. Qu- question for you. So maybe you know this, maybe you don't, because I know, okay. I think you're fairly new to Xenoblades also. Um, no. <laughs> I, oh, know I mean, I know like, the first one really well, but I don't I don't know the second one. That's all. Well, there's like a Xenoblade 10, isn't there? So X. is this all X? Okay, it's yeah. not 10? No. Okay, okay. I don't know how they're all connected, but yeah, there is a, a one that's, I think, only on the Wii U, um, Xenoblade X. And then there's two, and then there's a DLC for two, and now there's three. Ta-da! And it comes out on July 29th. So get okay. ready. I gotta, I gotta, I, I gotta play two before this one comes out. I'm gonna have to do the same. I have to finish one. What? Yeah. So the date is July 29th. Yeah. I've got. Mark your got calendars, time. July 29th. I got time. Got time. Uh, why uh, don't you go next? Little, pick some. Pick something you want to talk I was, about. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, Fortnite had this whole thing where they were like. Hey, there was a pop-up on the screen when I went to go play the other day, and it was like, hey, Love go pop-ups. to the theater. Go to the theater. There's a huge uh, announcement from Fall Guys. And I was like, all right, interesting. You've intrigued me. Is ah, there going to nice. be a Fall Guys Fortnite crossover? What's going on here? So I loaded into the theater, and I sat down in my little chair with my popcorn bucket um, as my character. And uh, Nice. I was watching the screen and then they, they made the announcement that Fall Guys is becoming free to play. Uh, they yeah. actually, the initial announcement was made in Fortnite and then they, uh, once that was made, they rolled it out to all the other uh, social media platforms and uh, media groups. So I thought really that was funny. pretty cool that they gave Fortnite the, uh, the ability, that first, uh, that first uh, look. Yeah. I, I kind of got the f- impression that there's some connection between Fall Guys and the Epic Game Store, but I didn't quite catch what it was. But yeah, uh, Epic yeah. Epic acquired Fall Guys uh, probably not about maybe a year ago, six months ago. No, I think it was a year ago. Okay. And uh, they've kind of been teasing um, a little collab ever since. Uh, Fortnite started this imposters mode, which is actually still a very popular mode in Fortnite. And uh, Fall Guys kind of had a, a quick uh, take on that on Twitter. And uh, there was a little heat between the two. Um, I think it was all in fun. And that you know, was the now Among Us ripoff, right? The it was. Ripoff. Oh, that's right. That was the Among Us ripoff, <laughs> not Fall Guys. Yeah. Um, so I don't but think that, that was nice. <laughs> but either yeah. way, there have been some Fall Guys um, Fortnite rhetoric. There's some it's, stirring. It's there. Some stirring. Yeah, there's for. Yeah, it makes sense because they announced uh, like free to play and then a different monetization sort of thing. And it already had battle like season passes, um, yep. kind of similar to Fortnite, where you would do your challenges, collect the currency and get a cosmetic item or whatever. Um, but yeah, Fall Guys was really fun, like two summers ago when it came out <laughs> and it kind of like dwindled. You basically have like, I think, 100 players in a stage and you're these kind of like wobbly, like let's say jelly bean looking things. And, uh, you have like cut pretty poor motor skills, honestly, throughout this thing, you kind of like your weight shifts and you kind of have to adjust for it. And you basically just run and jump and dive and you can kind of grapple with people to kind of push them out of the way or push them over a ledge. But you go over like these turning platforms, you dodge like pendulums and kind of balance on tight spaces and just try to race to the end and be, like in the top percentage of people that finish um, round after round until there's just one standing. Um, so it's really fun and it goes pretty quickly and you can team up with your friends and be like in the same lobbies uh, and laugh when funny things happen. But like, I feel like it kind of dwindled because there were only a few stages and you kind of played them all after a while. And it like certain ones I think were a lot 
you know, they're really interesting and really fun. But as part of the announcement, I think they added uh, like a level editor so people can make their own create, uh, create their own levels and content. And that'll be interesting to see how those are distributed. Um, you know, remember back in the days of Battle.net with Starcraft where you join a <laughs> lobby and the someone would have to like host the map if it was a custom map and everyone would have to download it and everyone would get mad at you if you didn't have this version of the map they'll be like oh man well we have to wait to play um but yeah anyways more content good for fall guys i think that's its achilles heel right now definitely and if you are interested in trying fall guys out if you've never tried it before if you google pre-register fall guys for free uh, that'll take you, there's a link that you can click on uh, once you find it. And it's basically, um, if you pre-register for the free-to-play, uh, you'll receive, I think it's like four or five freebies from the Fall Guys team. So if you haven't tried it out before, get in that pre-registration and fill it out so you can get some free stuff. Nice. Yeah. Fall Guys. So that's cool. Uh, let's choose another random one. So we were talking earlier about uh, PS Plus and PS Now. And of course, all that is changing in June. We both uh, we both got our emails saying that it's switching over in June, which yes. uh, is kind of really close to when my subscriptions expire. So <laughs> I'm not sure yet which tier I'm going to go for. I still maintain that basically... The lowest tier, uh, I think it might still be called PS Plus, is basically like PS Plus today. You need it in order to play online any game, and you get a few free games a month that they choose that you can add to your library. Uh, and then the other tiers, Extra and Premiere, are like PS, like add PS Now, uh, like functionality, like some. But it's, and, yeah, it's like a limited PS Yeah, now, like right? Extra yeah, is like sure. add some of it. Premiere adds the rest as well as these time limited trials, which apparently got a little more information on. It's like you can play a game. So they, um, they mentioned a few right off the bat, I guess, to try to entice people to try the premiere tier, uh, big games, right? Horizon forbidden West came out a month or two or three ago. I don't know. Time flies cyberpunk 2077. Everyone's favorite. WWE 2K22, which is actually in my wish list. Um, <laughs> and you can play these, it sounds like, for a few hours, like full game for a few hours for free. Well, included with your premier tier uh, subscription. And then I guess if you like them, you just buy them. <laughs> but it's cool. It's like another way of doing demos, right? Without having to actually have a demo version of your game. Um, so I think it might encourage, uh, you know, developers to put their games on this limited time trial, this limited trial, um, so that the game, you get kind of get the best of both worlds where the developers don't have to give away their games for free. Uh, they can maintain their revenue stream and hopefully entice even more people because they'll say, oh, look, it's free to try, so I'll try it. I liked it, and I'll buy it, that kind of thing. And (laughs) it's getting Red Dead Redemption 2 and Assassin's Creed Valhalla as full games to play in those extra and premier tiers. So that's cool. That is cool. Uh, I don't know. I'm still still on the fence about the PlayStation Extra, PlayStation Premiere. I think they still have a a long way to go to do whatever it is they're attempting to do here. I I, do you think they're trying to compete with... I I don't get it. Anyway, anyway, they're That's there. Like, I mean, it's, it's their thing. streaming solution and they're not yeah. going to put the biggest games on there because uh, they want to sell their biggest games and right. uh, reinvest that money into making even better games. I was just trying to think, are they trying to compete with Xbox in this market or is this yeah. just them maybe trying to do like their own thing because they know maybe they can't? I don't but know. they're definitely competing with Xbox. It's just been super confusing the way they're communicating it because it's like exactly. you get some yeah. stuff and then you get some like where they drew the boundaries between each tier <laughs> is like sort of arbitrary. They already do this thing, which I think is I, I don't think Xbox has a version of this, right? The PS Now games or PS Plus games that you just get like period in your library forever, even after you cancel. 
and then like the, the freebies that they the freebies them. yeah the three right. or four every month um but yeah they don't want to put their top tier games on there and they have ps now which is kind of more like the game streaming like full catalog I, at the end of the day it's a catalog of games you have access to play and it's like playstation chose to divide that catalog into some arbitrary line between extra and premiere and the like just select few curated games in in ps plus and xbox sort of divided it more on like how you play because there's like sort of the console version and then there is i'm gonna get this kind of wrong but then there's like uh the PC plus console version. And then there's like PC plus console plus cloud gaming version. So that is a little bit more natural. I feel of a fit. Cause it's like, Oh, uh, I have a PC, so I'll get the PC one or, Oh, I, I don't have any of those things. So I'll get the cloud gaming one, but I'll get all the same games that are supported yeah. at least. And I think when you said that, um, you know, PlayStation does give you like three, Three plus, honestly. It's not always just three. Sometimes there's a lot more. Uh, three games a month. And some of those are really good titles. Um, big titles, even. So I think if you throw that in with what they're offering, um, it kind of it kind of evens out. Because like you said, the, the Xbox's uh, cloud service is just that. You're not getting anything really for free. Uh, you can also kind of roll in that, that thing that you need to to access their online their live i think is what it's called yeah um and then you can also add the the streaming portion as well so i think yeah yeah it's it's a good deal it's just the for me it's the streaming side of things that that it's not clicking as far as what sony is trying to do there because they're not they're not on the same tier as microsoft is in that aspect well, I mean, the thing, so it's like, to me, they're the same. It's just that Xbox has uh, streaming from a browser, which enables a lot of platforms, which is really great. And PlayStation right, right. doesn't have that. And honestly, like, I kept saying, like, oh, I want Game Pass on my PlayStation. I'm like, well, I have PS Now on my PlayStation. So I just right. tried that. And the streaming on the PlayStation with PS Now, and so I streamed those other two games. I don't know if I mentioned that, Demon Warrior and Chicken Police. Chicken Police is not that intensive, but Demon Warrior, first person action game. Um, and it worked well. It worked as good as uh, I've been playing Halo, um, if not better. So I think it's still a good value. It's just slightly different and super confusing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Do we talk about, or do we, do we hold off and maybe do one more news item? Do we talk about Let's the Saints it. Row previews? Yeah. Tell me about Saints Row. Saints Row previews are in. Everybody got a 23-minute look today at the new Saints Row 2022. It's going to be coming out on August 23rd. This is the next big game that Glitch is very excited for. And I am really... You know I was excited for Wonderlands. It was really disappointing. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that Volition, which is the the developer behind Saints Row, is going to do this justice. Now... I looked at the previews today. Some of the reviewers were a little harsh on the fact that they're sticking to some of the formula. I don't of of previous Saints Row games. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, Tox, I think that's a great thing. If if a game has an a has a winning like formula that they use, like the Lego games, the Lego games work. Like I remember hearing reviewers be like, "Well." You know, I don't think this one's going to do so hot because they've used the same formula now for five years, and then it would sell like hotcakes because it, it's a Lego game. It was so much fun. Um, they have made some tweaks to it with the new uh, Skywalker, and it was perfect. It's great. Um, Saints Row, I think it's one of those games, just keep adding to it, make it better. Uh, a lot of the reviewers were really negative that they are using kind of like the same formula they've used in previous Saints Row games, but I looked at the, the footage. And it looks more refined, in my opinion. It looks, um, it looks like they've added to it, which should make it more exciting. So here's the thing. Saints Row games are games that do not take themselves seriously. They're not Grand Theft Auto. You're doing some of the same Grand Theft Auto-y type things, like you might yeah. do a bank, bank heist or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
this game actually takes you back and you're rebuilding the saints from the ground up. So uh, I heard one reviewer, I think it was, um, oh, who was that? Eurogamer. Uh, the reviewer from Eurogamer said that the preview of this game makes it looks like uh, makes it look like the fort that this game that the uh, the the Saints Row 2022 is like the Force Awakens was to the New Hope retelling of the original story, but might not necessarily be bad for the series. I mean, a lot of people didn't play Saints Row two uh, on the I think it was on original Xbox. Did you have an original Xbox? No, my roommate in college did, and he had like a hardware mod for it that let him install, you know, whatever firmware. And it had all the the emulator with all the games. It was awesome, to say the least. (laughs) So like this is it's like a generation thing then at this point, you know, like no one from right now has probably even played the original Xbox except for like the, the couple handful of us, you know, same with like Atari. So now that people are getting a chance to experience this story from from the beginning, you're going to build the Saints team up. You can customize everything in these games. Um, I know I talked a a little bit about Tiny Tina's Wonderland's customization. Uh, Saints Row always blows that like out of the water. You can customize your cars, your gun, your base, your characters. And when I say customize, it's like everything. Like, do you want to have a prosthetic limb? Yes. For your character, obviously, you can do that. You want to be partially, you know, robotic and human? Yeah, do it. You can change all that from like the in-game app, which will be on your boss's phone. Um, And the, I got to say, so this takes place in a a town called Santo Eliso, is what they're calling it. Um, And your base is like an Alamo-esque building. It's really cool looking. And you're going to be able to fully like customize it. Play some furniture. It's going to be like Animal Crossing, uh, the New Horizons, <laughs> Happy Home Paradise, right? It's, it's, it's like, going to be exactly like, that. Put the antique end table over here and the my straw bed over there, my pear dresser in the corner. But instead of paying Hootie Hoot, you're going to just you know bash his face into the desk because he's you know overcharging you for everything. Hmm. <laughs> Take that, Tom Nook. And then, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not Hooty Hoot. Yeah, Tom Nook is what I meant. I was like, what are you doing the... with bladders? Bladders, yeah, bladders just in the pursuit <laughs> of academic knowledge. You gotta right. mess him up. Leave him alone. Leave he's Blathers a... out of this, man. He's cherished. <laughs> yeah. Don't mess Hootie with Hootie. the tweed. <laughs> we um it's, something it's else. Cool. It sounds really cool. It's, it sounds really awesome. It is, and I'm really excited for the two player co op. So. Um, mm. I know you and I haven't played the original any of the other uh, Saints Row games, but the two-player co-op is untethered in these titles. Uh, oh. So that means like one person can go off and do whatever they want on the other side of the map. Oh. You can go off and do something else, and then you only have to be together to like start missions and stuff like that. So nice. it's so much fun. Yeah, yeah, I really want a great co-op game. I almost. It was started playing Dying Light 2, or was that one? Yeah, Dying Light 2, right? That's the new yeah. one. Yeah. With, yep. uh, with my buddy uh, of in Oregon, because it seems to have like a good co-op mode. And th- yeah. that's sort of similar. You've got the city to kind of traverse and do all this stuff, and you have independent sort of freedom. I think you kind of ha- have to be within like a certain radius maybe of, e- of each other, but you still have pretty much freedom. Um, but like the weird thing there was like, you have to uh, like you go in and you like, OK, I'm going to start a mission, um, but it you complete the mission, uh, but it only counts for the host that. So like you can't. So it's like if you want to complete missions together, you have to like do it, do them twice. Once with your friends hosting. I mean, you can play with four people in there, so you could do it four times. Right. Once for each person, which was kind of like a turn off. So. I'm really looking forward to if this is a kind of a more like, I, I don't know what the good balance is. The co-op game where everyone plays, gets credit and can jump in whenever they want. is probably pretty difficult from a game design standpoint, but that so would be awesome. They actually, they talked about this. So if um, let's say you haven't completed a particular mission, yeah, um, you'll be able to go like your friend who's maybe like, maybe he's 10 levels ahead of you or something like that. He'll be able to go back and complete that mission with you. 
uh, and get you kind of like caught up to where he is. Yeah. He could also just drag you through and go do missions with him that that you haven't done yet. So, and will you get credit for those missions? Probably not. It'll probably have to get you caught up first, and then you would probably get credit for those missions. It's it's fair. very interesting. Yeah, I would yep. like to. I would like, I would like a co op where you could make progress at a certain point. Like, sure, prerequisites. Maybe there are some prerequisites, but that you could make progress together at a certain point. That's yeah. actually kind of how Destiny works. So Destiny has kind of like the same type of system. If your levels below your friend that you're playing with, he can yeah. help you progress. He or she can help you progress to that point. And then you'll both continue forward, getting progress together. Okay. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's neat. It just counts as, for the other player, it just counts as like a replay. Sure, um, sure, sure, sure. Yep, yep. That's cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. Just a couple last last few things here about this uh, the Saints Row game. So if you have played the other Saints Row games, let's say three or four, uh, there's going to be no steel port. There's no still water. Johnny Gat is not there. It's an all new crew. So you're you're building everything from the ground up here. Awesome. And it's like a, a southwest kind of vibe. Yeah. Takes it's place in kind of like a Sin City kind of place. Oh, I like Sin City. Yeah. Is Bruce Willis there? He might be. Well, I'm in. I'm <laughs> in then. <laughs> you could make Bruce Willis in the character creator. That's true, Bruce Willis. Um, what do you say? Should we uh, round out the show with a little bit of history then? Let's do it. Let's go back in time. All right, here we go. Tox. What year is it, Tox? It is every year, all at once, all the time. Okay. Okay. Um, to a couple big ones. Uh, that I think we should hit, and then a few honorable, lots of honorable mentions. The yeah. biggie for me, and I think for you too, probably. Oh yeah, you know, is it. in the year two thousand. Y two K. Never forget <laughs> May twenty second for the Nintendo sixty four. Perfect Dark. Oh man, uh, yeah, the game starring Joanna Dark of the Carrington Institute, spy, secret agent, extraordinaire who uncovers an alien conspiracy uh, going on with their rival corporation, Datadyne, and the president, and aliens in the interstellar war between the Mayans and the Skidar? Skedar? I never knew how to Skidar. say it. I don't yeah. Know. Skidar. Yeah. Skidar. The gray aliens and the reptile-like aliens. Um, yeah. He spans corporate espionage, clones, yeah, at one point you're on Air Force One. I think you, I don't forget if you're rescuing the president or killing the president's clone or something like that. Uh, and then you take the battle to space itself and to another planet in order to basically put an end to this interstellar war. Because Joanna Dark, she's uh, she's kind of a badass. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. No joke. Yeah. Such a good game. Um, what did you have any favorite weapons from this this particular game? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's a first-person shooter. It's kind of a yeah. spiritual successor to GoldenEye 007, so that gives you an idea of what it's like. Um, so, some of the weapons... I thought it had really awesome weapons. Like, So, it's kind of, like, futuristic. So, there's some... the My favorite, like, weapons are kind of future-y. Like, the one is... Uh, it's the alien sniper rifle. I forget what it's called. Like, XR something something, I think. Uh, I know which one you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, basically, you know, sniper rifles, sniper rifles, yeah, in games anyways, have a scope. You can zoom in and see, you know, really far away. This has a scope that lets you see through walls, kind (laughs) of like, like an infrared thing. Like you can zoom in and you'll, uh, like you can go past one wall. You see the people there, their outlines and like green and red and stuff. You can zoom through the next wall, see the out people there, and then you can shoot them through the wall with a laser and it is OP, but awesome. What uh, I used to do actually yeah. is I would use the laptop gun with That's the sniper. Yeah. yeah. So what I would do is go find like a really small corner or something, yep. throw the laptop gun down to cover me. Yep. And then I would switch to the sniper rifle and just wreak havoc. It was glorious. That, that laptop gun is so awesome, right? I mean, you, you hold it and shoot it like a, you know, like a machine gun or whatever, and it shoots really quickly. But then you can but, throw it, but, 
and did anyone ever really use it that way though <laughs> well i mean you know things happen in the fray you're going from you gotta get yourself set up first but yeah i remember i forget what the level was oh yeah you could play um was it facility you there was a golden eye level in there too i think that you could play in perfect dark multiplayer and i remember if go and uh yeah is kind of like it's actually the perfect sniper's nest because it was just like one entrance and then a ramp that goes up and then a window where you could snipe and see other people and you set the laptop gun as a sentry so then anyone that walks in front of it it'll like turn and shoot them which is awesome i've never seen that in a game before where you have control over like mounted weapons like that and you set that up near the entrance i think you could only have one at a time if i remember if you threw another one tried to throw another one the other one would explode yep uh so that's good not too op but yeah set that up and then get yourself situated in the nest unless your friend also threw one out (laughs) yeah laptop gun versus laptop gun was a nice (laughs) was really fun yeah yeah i also liked uh yeah if you were doing squad like four on uh two on two and both of you threw out (laughs) laptop guns but there's sometimes we would be we would both be sniping with the 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 space sniper rifle the alien sniper thingy yeah yeah (laughs) and we would have two laptop guns guarding us that was yeah that wasn't right that's uh that sounds pretty cheap sounds like a pretty cheap duo (laughs) Speaking of cheap stuff, I love... So, like, one of my favorite modes in GoldenEye uh, is slappers only. So, like, no weapons, <laughs> you just slap each other. And it's fun because it's really tedious and, like, silly. It takes, like, all skill out... all Like, the typical skill out of the game. Uh, and so you're just slapping each other, slap, slap, slap. Gotta turn off body armor, otherwise it will take forever. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes you compare that with, like, one-hit kills. So then it's, like, also you know it's not as tedious but it's also just kind of random it's like one hit one chop one judo chop to the neck and you're gone well you've got slappers in perfect dark um but you also have an n-bomb i guess nerve bomb i'm gonna go with nerve bomb it's like it what it does uh you throw it and this sphere the you know dome of like gray sort of cloud expands pretty big and like fills a room for example and if you walk into the cloud uh you lose half of your remaining health and your screen gets like fuzzy like if you it gets blurry and if you move there's like motion trails so it's very hard to see uh particularly if you're moving and i loved having just n-bombs you've always got your slapper so it's like only n-bombs so you throw the N-bombs, everyone loses half their health, nobody dies, because it will never kill you, it will only reduce, you know, half your health rounded up, so never get to zero, <laughs> and uh, no one can see anything, and then you have to sort of blindly just chop the person in order to uh, win the match to get a point. <laughs> it's ah. so, like, terrible, but I just love things like that, and in, like, there are sort of, like, so, like, back in the day, right, you had basically one version of the game. There were no updates. There were no weekly patches or whatever. Um, but a game like this that sold a lot, they were able to, like, patch some things in, like, uh, in like a second run of the game, the physical game. But in the first run, the one that I had, there was a bug where in the multiplayer mode, if you were, say, you got hit by an end bomb and then you died, right? You're like, okay, sweet release. I'm done. I I'm done with this uh, N-bomb blurriness. The blurriness from the N-bomb from your previous life would carry over to your current life. And so you're still blurry no matter what. Even if you like lost the battle and died, you're still blurry, which is a which is a bug <laughs> and makes the N-bombs only mode even more fun. So I did look up what it stood for. It's Neutron Bomb is what it is. Neutron. And do you remember there's also something else rather cheeky that you could do with the neutron bomb you could you could place it on proximity because remember like everything had a secondary Mm. attack mode i used to do this i would line like a hallway with neutron bombs in proximity mode so the further you came forward the less and less you'd be able to see (laughs) that's pretty devious pretty devious pretty pretty cheap (laughs) pretty cheap 
yeah. Uh, the thing like about these games, the, the multiplayer modes is like they were so fun, and there's so oh, many yeah. different ways to do it. And uh, yeah, I mean, this was developed by Rare, who made Goldeneye, Banjo Kazooie, uh, other awesome games, and so and they're also pretty tongue in cheek, being from the UK. They've got that sense of humor. <laughs> so and bomb right. clearly a double entendre um but yeah good good wholesome shoot 'em up fun and one of my favorite oh go what ahead, go ahead. were you gonna say just, i was just gonna say it also was one of the games that required that little expansion pack <laughs> the red memory boost for graphics yeah. memory for the n64 there weren't so. many games that took but i know um vigilante 8 had like a second Vigilante 8 and it required the expansion pack too. Mm-hmm. Vigilante 8 may have required it also. But anyway, one of my favorite things to do with uh with the the end bombs was actually like in uh in cahoots with the laptop gun. What I would do is um because I think you could equip the neutron bomb, a laptop gun, and a pistol, if I remember correctly. You could have like three three weapons, I think. Yeah. Maybe. But, I don't know. That sounds right. So I would have the end bombs in proximity mode. I would put a laptop gun on one side. So like it would be like a turn or something. You'd have the end bombs that would trigger. And then the laptop gun would start firing at you. And as you're like, hey, there's a person shooting at me over there. I would actually be down like another hallway on the other side from the laptop gun shooting you in the back. It worked every time seamlessly. It didn't matter how many times I would pull this off with friends. They could never figure it out. And I never told them. You sneaky devil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. One of those games. So much fun. So much fun. Uh, What else? What else we got? Yeah. Let's talk real quick about the Oculus Quest released in 2019 on May 21st. Uh, Yeah. It's a game. Quest. Uh, groundbreaking piece of equipment there yeah so it's a headset vr headset and standalone basically an android device running android uh i believe and i think it launched for 399 dollars for the 64 gigabyte version compared to the oculus quest 2 its successor which was just 299 um and I think it got pretty good reviews. I mean, obviously, VR is sort of something for early adopters. I think I feel like even still, um, yeah. but it was kind of a cool device. And it also had, came with an update eventually that let you plug it in via USB uh, to a com- you know to your PC to play Oculus Rift compatible games. So you could use it both as a standalone as well as uh, paired with a more powerful PC. Cool. And I think as the prices have come down on these Oculus headsets, I know like somebody at work has one and i was like what like <laughs> multiple multiple people now have vr headsets that i know and i was like i i had never met anyone with a vr headset before um and i i'm excited to get my first um yeah the word i'm looking for is vr headset uh what's that the thing we were P- just talking about <laughs> what's that <laughs> when the new so you want to get the playstation 5 2. vr one right yep yeah the yeah, psvr2 yeah, cool. when that launches but I think it's great that Oculus Quest 2019 um, really helped kind of like get help uh, increase popularity with with VR gaming. And, you know, like I think what is it called? Beat Saber is now like one of the top streamed games on uh, Twitch. So, I mean, that's really cool. And that that all started on on Oculus. There's also like a really cool Darth Vader game that they made for Oculus that has since come out on other VR headsets. Um, but it's cool. I really like that the that we're trending towards the VR thing. Just don't break a TV screen, you know. Yeah, don't break the TV screen, and don't destabilize democracy either. Two <laughs> cardinal rules of VR headsets. <laughs> That's how it goes. Um, want to rattle off a few honorable mentions before we head out? Uh, nineteen ninety four, RoboCop versus the Terminator. That's just awesome for the Sega Genesis. 1998, Unreal, the Unreal, first one. You may recall Unreal Engine is a thing. 
1999 roller coaster tycoon and star wars episode one racer oh we didn't have time to talk about this but that was yeah, awesome but it was game. great it was yeah 2010 prince of persia the forgotten sands red dead redemption 2011 terraria it's like minecraft but in 2d and mm-hmm. 2021 metopia which uh yeah if you miss the me's from your wii you can play them in metopia i guess and that's that's all I got. Yeah. Yo, take us Tox, out, glitch. Tox, take did we out. did we get experience today? Yeah. Didn't you hear the sound? That was the sound. That was the experience oh, that was sound. Us. We leveled up. You got to listen all the way to the end of the episode <laughs> before you get your experience. There's no you don't. There's no partial credit. It's all or nothing. I was heavily medicated through this entire podcast. Hey, that's uh, that's great. I support that. Thank you. I'm about to go medicate my stomach with food medicine as All right. just food. So, did we want to start recording now or? Huh? What? Where are you? <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the show. Follow us and stuff, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>